0: It really is cool to see you guys. Isn't it so nice to have some aircon in this building? It is unbelievably hot out there. And, um, but it really is cool to be there. We had a wedding. Luke McDonald got married yesterday to Tana Rashad. And uh, Doug and Sheena and the Rashad family. And oh, what an absolute joy to see them, to see Luke getting married. Uh, Grew up in this church, and yeah, what an absolute joy. Brilliant, wonderful wedding. Classic wedding, out in the thing, Luke out in the forest. Luke had his, like, sun hat on, like that bucket hat. That's the thing. I was about to say something bad, probably totally not politically correct. Bucket hat, um, shoes, shorts, bad shoes, like not cool shoes, happy socks, and that was it. He was ready to get married. And uh, anyway, it was, a, it was a phenomenal moment. But it really is good to see you all. And um, we're going to continue with the holy table. I was thinking beforehand, or well, actually this morning when I was prepping, I thought the power of the church is God amongst you. It's not God amongst you in a building on a Sunday. It's God amongst you 24-7. And um, I, was, I was reminded, I've, I've used the example before, where in the Russian, the church was persecuted twice, very heavily in history. And in the, in the Russian version of that, in this kind of communist revolutions, in the Russian version of that, the church had built around buildings, priests, uh, clergy, and those sorts of things. And what happened was, persecution came to the church, and the church fell apart, But in the the Chinese Revolution, where Mao Zedong said this, uh, he said this, that religion is a poison. He, He kind of despised religion, wanted to get rid of it. But the church had built around tables. The church had built around making disciples. It built around relationship. It hadn't built around buildings and structures and laity, and kind of clergies, and all those sorts of things, they understood the priesthood of all believers, they understood that actually I'm a minister, I'm a priest, actually I have the Holy Spirit, I have resurrection power within me, and I can release that, I can, I can minister to people, I've got a responsibility under God to do that, and the church exploded in numbers. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful example from history of how the church When we get around the table, when we learn that actually our homes, with our hearts connected to Jesus in our homes, we can powerfully, powerfully minister to people. And I think Durban is waiting for a a wave of homes to open so that they can get in there and start to to be touched and saved and healed, etc. This is what we're on about. The table. And I want to look this morning, I'm absolutely intrigued about how this morning's worship went and the words that came, because I want, to look at, I want to look at the story of Zacchaeus. So for those that don't know, those that are new, we're looking at all the moments that Jesus has around the table with people to see what we can learn from Jesus and how he ministered around the table, because that's what we need to be doing. So we want to know, how do we minister around the table? And I've used this term, we don't just want table manners. We want table skills. So table skills is how do we learn some skills that we can learn to hear God and minister and administrate a moment around the table without being weird, but just being you and being real and being authentic, but, but not missing the moments. So we're looking at a whole bunch of stories where Jesus is showing us some things. But let's look at Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. That's our... Uh and when Jesus came to the place, uh, the NIV says, when Jesus came to the spot, it was almost like there was a spot that was destined to G, for Jesus to stand on, that he would then look up and see Zacchaeus. And it says, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, meaning the crowd, the people that were looking around, the religious people, the Pharisees, all those who were around it, they grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. They're like, can you believe this guy? It's not only is he talking to him, now he's going to his house. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, I love that. Zacchaeus stood and said, I'll talk a bit about that now. Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. This is the story around, and this whole interaction happens around, Zacchaeus' table, whom Jesus invited himself to. I think we've got to, by the Spirit of God, when we feel prompted to, invite ourselves to eat with people. By the way, I've got, you've got the table, I've got the curry, I'm coming to your house, let's, have, let's eat together. Jesus did it. Not going there to leech, going there to bless so you take the food with you but there's this wonderful moment when Jesus gets to this place and he sees Zacchaeus who's climbed up the tree and invites him to dinner self to dinner and his whole life changes what do we know about Zacchaeus well the first thing we know about Zacchaeus because this is all quite important in the in the in the talk in the kind of encounter is that he was a chief tax collector and he was rich so he wasn't just a tax collector, he was the chief. So it seems like he had some tax collectors working underneath him. Tax collectors, most despised people. They were Jews that had colluded with the, with the, with the Romans. And so they were not even seen as Jews. They were kind of ostracized. That's why he says at the end, this is the son of Abraham. He, he restores the fact that he is part of this promised nation, this part of what God's doing. Because he's been so ostracized. And if you were, Jew, if you were uh, an enemy of God's people, you were an enemy of God. And he was the chief of these guys. The second thing that we know about him is that he's absolutely intrigued about Jesus. So you don't know what he's heard, what he's seen. There's been a whole bunch of interactions beforehand in chapter in verse 18. Uh, chapter 18 where Jesus start, told a story, for example, about a sinner and a, 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 a righteous, a, 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 what's his name? Uh, what's it called? A Pharisee. A Pharisee and a tax collector coming to worship. And the Pharisee comes to the, 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 the altar and he says, thank you, God, that I'm not any one of these horrible people. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not a tax collector. I pay my tithes and I do my thing and I pay, pray my prayers. And then he says, and then there was a tax collector that came to the altar and he, and he stood a distance away and he couldn't, look, he couldn't look up. And he beat his breast and he said, oh God, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be in your presence. Please, please have mercy on me. And Jesus says, which of those two do you think God accepts the most? So maybe he's heard Jesus talking that actually everybody dislikes and despises tax collector, but this guy somehow loves tax collectors. He's intrigued by Jesus. Maybe, just maybe, he was good mates with Levi, the tax collector that became one of the disciples of Jesus. And he thought, man, if he can accept him, maybe he can can accept me. So we see this man, he's a chief tax collector, he's he's an outsider, he's not included, he's kind of on the margins, but he's intrigued by Jesus. We also know this is that he loved money. He loved money so much that he sacrificed social acceptance for it. He was happy to be known as an enemy of God as long as he had money. This was Zacchaeus. We also know this is that he was a small man. He was slight in nature, stature. And in the crowd, he kind of couldn't see, couldn't, he kind of, he had to climb a tree to see Jesus. We understand this is that because he was disp- despised, he was persona non grata, meaning he was unaccepted, he was unwelcome. He was a man that had never experienced the grace of God. He was without grace. It's like there was not enough grace for him. He'd never experienced the love and the kindness of this God because of the profession that he partook in. But Zacchaeus, in spite of all of this, sought God intensely. To the point that he went and did something that a wealthy man would never do. He ran and climbed a tree like a little child so that he could get a glimpse of Jesus and has as he is trying to see Jesus Jesus comes to the spot and sees him and says come down hurry come down come now so this is what we kind of know about Zacchaeus this is the setting of the story for once in Zacchaeus's life he was not worried about what people thought of him he just wanted to see Jesus and then what happens is Jesus invites himself to come and spend some time with him, they have a meal, and it's probably more than just a couple of minutes, it, it's like a, a, a time and it's his whole family's there. It's all, all the people there, and you can imagine this moment around the table, you're thinking, well, what do we do, what do we say, how do we operate with this guy, this rabbi, this, 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 this healer, this power, this man of miracles, what do we do, and they're just asking questions and they're going through this whole process. The question is what can we learn as we get around the table with Zacchaeus' from Jesus. I've got five lessons, five table skills we can learn. The first one is this. Allow God to interrupt your plans. Like we did this morning. We're gonna stop everything. There's some men that need to hear that God sees them. Just like he saw Zacchaeus. Friends, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. Within 10 days, he would be dead. He was on his way. And he was gonna enter the city of Jerusalem and that famous entry of palm branches was called the triumphal entry into the city. But somehow, he has the wherewithal, he's got the ability, he's got the discernment to allow God to interrupt his journey for one man. That's upper tree. So he's about to enter a city and he's got enough time to enter the heart of one man. Friends, when we get around our table with people and family and people, and we've got to allow God to interrupt the moment. And it's so easy to miss the moments. You kind of see the, 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 the evening is playing out, the, the conversation's playing out, and something happens where you just think, hang on now, there's, a, there's something here that needs to be said. There's an encouragement, there's a prophetic word, there's a prayer. Can, can I just write, allow God to interrupt you right where you are, because that's where Zacchaeus is. And maybe you've got a Zacchaeus around your table that is trying to find Jesus, that is trying to see Jesus, and you need to make stop and help them see Jesus. Table skill number one, allow God to interrupt you for one person. Very often, friends, we will interrupt a a meeting for one person. Because the one person matters to God. It is all of us, but one person. Allow God to interrupt your plans. Maybe you've got a whole thing planned out for your evening. Allow God to change it. That's table skill number one. Table skill number two is this. We've got to learn, have this ability to release grace around the table. I don't know how else to say that. You know, grace is this incredible ability for, when God gives us mercy and grace, he accepts us. He, grace accepts you. You see, Zacchaeus needed to be accepted. He was persona non grata, unwelcome, unaccepted, without grace. And so what happens is, when you've got, a, when you've got people around the table, you don't, we don't fully know exactly what God's doing around us in people's hearts is that we've got to have moments where we're able to release grace. But it's because that grace that gets released, it doesn't just accept. It becomes an environment for transformation and change. And this is what happens around the table with Jesus and Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, hurry down, come now, I'm coming to your house. Somewhere along the line, we don't know how long it took, we don't know what was said. We just know this is that meal, the grace of God was embodied in that meal and it liberated Zacchaeus from his love for money to the point that he gives half of it away and he goes beyond the law to to restitute, to give back to those that he's defrauded. Friends, we don't know what was said around the table. Uh, and maybe it's because it's not important. Because the presence of Jesus around the table created an environment of grace for a man's heart to change. And often we don't know what to say. But I think one of the table skills we've got to learn is you've got to learn, friends, you carry the presence of God. Sometimes you don't have to say much. You just have to embrace. You just have to accept. Just the invitation opened his heart enough for him to find God. And not just find God, to put right with God to the point where Jesus says to him, this is the son of Abraham. And completely changes this man's heart. All his love, despised and rejected. All his love. But this moment, he leaves that encounter, he leaves that moment around the table with Jesus, full of life, knowing that he is a son of Abraham, a man of faith, and changed. Friends, he didn't give his money away to bar forgiveness and grace. He gave his money away because forgiveness and grace had embraced his heart and touched his heart. We've gotta learn how to do that. And part of that is, there's no trick to it, there's no silver bullet to it. It's just having a disposition of grace to those around you. Knowing that you carry resurrection power. Knowing that we have, we temples of the Holy Spirit. And that when people encounter the temple, they encounter Jesus. And trust God for that. Pray for that before our meals. Say, God, I don't know how this is gonna go, but we know that you're with us. Please, will you come and, minister this this evening maybe we maybe you never say anything very religious or very spiritual but somehow the people leave your home thinking that was very different that was incredible something's changed in my life that's table skill number two you know friends if you as a Jesus lover as a Jesus follower regularly have meals with people you're on the missionary field. You, you, you've taken your first step to be on the missionary field, and you're expecting God to save change and transform lives. And you're having fun in the, in the midst of it. Number three, table skill number three. Jesus had an ability to call people by their names. Do you know what Zacchaeus means? pure one or innocent one. Jesus comes to the spot and he says, hey, pure one, innocent one, come down here now quickly, I need to come to your house. He had never felt pure and he had never felt innocent in his whole life. You see, we've got to, when I say call him by name, not just know his name, you think, how did he know his name, Zacchaeus? Was it by the Spirit of God, or maybe, probably more likely, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. Everybody knew who he was, and they knew who he was for the wrong reasons. Jesus comes and says, pure one, come down here. You see, friends, when when we're around the table, we've got to find the God name for people. The God destiny for people. And around the table, we call that gold out of them so that they can get onto the journey that God's got them. It's a table skill. It's how we minister. Nothing complicated. I thought that moment, I think I said to you guys last week, that moment that I had around the table with my dad over Christmas doing the eulogy kind of thing, My dad was so quiet eh? as I was saying all these amazing things about him. Not true things. This is what I see, Dad. All these things. He's just so quiet. Friends, we've got to learn to call out the golden people, not just when they're dead, when they're alive. Because that calling it out, friends, when we call somebody by their name, it puts them on the journey to find God in deeper ways. Because they've never seen their name. They've never known who they are. And God will use you around a table, around a simple meal, to say you are pure and innocent, even though you're despised by everybody. That's not what God created you to be. He wants you to follow him. we have got to call people by their names. And I love that part where it says, and Zacchaeus stood up. This is a short man and I think he was a short man probably huddled over because of the weight of despising over him. And there's a moment around Jesus and he stands up as a short man of stature with his shoulders back and he says, I'm gonna give away half of what I've given, taken, and I'm gonna restitute fourfold back. I love that. You see, when we call people by name, they get to stand up. And when people are standing up, They find Jesus, and when people are standing up, God ministers and allows God to do something. Again, this is just the beginning of Zacchaeus' story. It's absolutely powerful. Despite his sin, despite his stature, he was able to stand because somebody called his name. Not only must we learn people's names, and it's so difficult to learn people's names, I know. But we've gotta learn the God name. We've gotta find the God propheticness in their name. The name that God calls them by as well. That's table skill number three. Table skill number four is this. We've gotta remember around the table, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus has an encounter with a rich young ruler who comes to him and it's wonderful, there's a wonderful contrast between Zacchaeus and this rich young ruler. There's a whole kind of preach in that. But this young, this young ruler comes to him and says, I do this well, I do that well, I do that, I, t- I wanna follow you, I wanna go, I want eternal life, I do this, this. Jesus says, well, you have gotta do this, 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 this. And he says, yes, I do it. And Jesus says, there's one more thing that you've gotta do. You've gotta give everything you own away and give it to the poor. The rich young ruler looks down, turns around, and walks away from Jesus. And Jesus says this thing. It's difficult for a rich man to come to the kingdom. It's like a camel going through the eye of the needle. But he says, but what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Zacchaeus is the very possible with God moment that the rich young ruler missed. Friends, we've got to remember the impossible can happen around your table. It happened around Zacchaeus. The impossible happened where this man, it's, it's wonderful, it says, um, Jesus, it says the son of man came to seek and save what was lost. In one of the commentaries, this is what it says about that word lost. I thought this was amazing. The word lost is a perfect active participle of the Greek word, which means to destroy. So that word means it's destroyed. Here used as a metaphor of permanent spiritual loss. See, Jesus does the impossible of taking that what is destroyed and permanently lost, and bringing it back to life again. He came to do that. We've got to remember what is impossible with man is possible with God, and friends, we've got to trust God to do the impossible around our tables. We trust that for him easily on a Sunday. Yes, Lord, you want to do the impossible. I want you to start getting faith to see the impossible happen around your tables. You are a priest of God. You can hear God. God has ordained you. He's anointed you. He's put something in you to minister. Allow God to increase that, to show you that more and more and more. In receiving Jesus and spending time with Jesus, Zacchaeus somehow knew he had to repent and restitute this money. Zacchaeus became the evidence, friends, of God's impossible work by becoming a joyful giver. A man that loved money, a rich man that loved money. God does the impossible with him. It's it's, it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to come to the kingdom. Jesus does it in one moment. Finds him, sees him at his table, the next thing this guy is, we don't know what's said. Next thing he is just standing up and saying no, I'm following you, I'm giving right, I'm putting right. God can do the impossible, friends. Number five, we've gotta learn, we've gotta expect to bring salvation to a house. In verse nine it says, and Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. It's not just come to Zacchaeus, it's come to this house. It's like everybody there has found salvation, has found life, has found Jesus because of this moment around the table. Since he is also a son of Abraham, For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Friends, I'm praying that we are going to see hundreds of salvations around your tables. When the church starts to believe that I don't have to bring somebody to church to get them saved, or for somebody to minister to them because coming to church doesn't get you saved. Finding Jesus gets you saved. Jesus finding you gets you saved. Friends, the church, people have had these words about the church in Durban arising, the awakening of this great church. Friends, the awakening of the church is not in meetings and buildings. It is in meetings and buildings, but it's also in our homes friends 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 that's the church you are the church this building is not the church keep saying that we've got to see salvation around our tables our our boardroom tables our our dining room tables whatever table you've got Jesus makes tables out of anything He can have a fish bar on the beach and restores Peter around the table but it happens with us learning table skills taking the moment, seeing the moment. Can I just say again, without being spiritually weird and Bible bashing people, by the love and the spirit of God. Zacchaeus, who was so hated by his fellow Jews, probably said, you're not a Jew. Jesus says, you're a son of Abraham. You see, God, Jesus wanted him to know that by his genetics and by his faith, he was joyfully received by Jesus. Friends, people have got to know they're joyfully received by Jesus. There's nothing that people can do. There's nothing that anybody's ever done in their life that Jesus hasn't paid the price for already. All he's wanting you to do is receive the forgiveness for it so that you can come into relationship with him and you can become the person he designed you to be, not the person that you become. Because he's, he wants you to become something different, something that's alive in him, that's full of joy. You see, Zacchaeus lost his parents, he was, was lost to his parents, he was lost to the religious order of the day, he was lost to his community, he was lost to whatever friends he might have had, but he was never lost to Jesus. He was found by Jesus. If you're sitting here today and you don't know Jesus, or you've never said, Jesus, I wanna follow you, I wanna tell you right now, Jesus is saying, come down, come down, I wanna come and eat with you. I think there was a moment In Jesus' mind or heart, when he got to that place, and when he saw Zacchaeus up the tree, the short man, you know we're all short. None of us can find God. We all need a tree to climb, to see him. And Jesus says to him, Zacchaeus, you've got this thing the wrong way around, my boy. You've climbed a tree to see me. What I'm going to do in a 10-day's time is I'm going to climb a tree so that you can see me. And that, friends, is what we've got to trust happens around our tables. Got it the wrong way around. You see, God climbed a tree called the cross so that everybody could see him. All the words this morning in the worship pointed to this moment. So that everybody could see him. Raise the the snake and the thing with uh, in the Old Testament. So, see it. When you look at it, when you see that, and that's faith. He was going to come onto the cross, and everybody that was too short didn't ever have to climb a tree because they'd see him easily on the cross. And that was the price. And that was the price that he would pay so that we could all be found by God. I want to say to you, friends, God is looking for people. God wants to use your table. God wants to use your home. God wants to use your gifts. He wants to use your talents so that we can point people to Jesus that's on the cross. That they would see him, find faith in him, and begin to change and begin to become who they're called to be. You know, friends, we can become so familiar with Jesus, especially when you've been walking with him for a long time. It's, yeah, oh, it's this, it's church, it's God, it's, and it becomes so familiar. Friends, we know Jesus. You have freedom in Jesus. You have a future in Jesus. You have no guilt and shame because of Jesus. Jesus is absolutely wondrous. And when we start to percolate and begin to, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. You know that saying? When we start to actually understand this thing, and we, 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 we don't take Jesus for granted and we're not so familiar with him that we forget who he is and what we have in him. Friends, I'm telling you now, our table talk will change. Encounters with people will change. We'll become infectious with the love of Jesus. And our prayers and eldership team is, Lord, let there be an infectious love of Jesus that comes through this community to the city so that we can see God's future for us nation we can see God's future for this world but it comes, it's, it, it comes around our tables friends we've got to have confidence we've got to have the skills those skills table skills to actually take hold of what God's got for us pray that that's helpful for you can I pray for you please Father I thank you we've stumbled into this table thing Lord We we move from feasting to the Lord's supper to the table to it's like you speaking to us you're arresting us you're stopping us and saying get your tables in order Father I ask you Lord that you would you put boldness that you put a courage that nobody would feel disqualified Lord God it's not about the size of the meal it's about the size of our hearts it's not about the quality of the furniture it's about the quality of the love around the table that's what changes people's lives and I pray there'd be a phenomenal work of the Spirit that happens in our homes here on a Sunday as well both end and I thank you for that Lord and I pray Lord God For the Zacchaeuses that are sitting amongst us, they don't have to climb a tree to see you because you've already climbed one, because of your love for us. And I pray that people would see you this morning, Lord, and they put their faith in you this morning and that you would change their lives, that they would be called pure and innocent as Zacchaeus was, in Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys.